The Florida Gators will be releasing a new depth chart updated tonight, but now I want to talk about a change that I feel pretty strongly about at the nose tackle position, specifically on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to. Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Before getting into today's content, thank you for tuning in. But also, like, subscribe, comment, review, do whatever it is you want to do. It's greatly appreciated. Lockdown Gators Discord's been filling up and been a lot of fun. That's in the description if you want to click on that and join in on it. If not, okay, dude. Whatever. Rude. Um, but like every Wednesday, we're talking about the depth chart predictions here. And or suggestions, we'll say there's some stuff. I don't know. There's certain th- times where it's like, well, this is what I think they should do. This is what I think will happen. Things like that. This is what I think they should do. Nose tackle two. Uh, Desmond Watson. Desmond Watson's been fine. I have no complaints about Desmond Watson right now. However, behind him is Jalen Lee. I think Chris McClellan should start at that spot over Jalen Lee. And I realize that a lot of people are going to say, well, Chris McLellan's not the nose tackle. He's a D end that's basically playing D tackle. And here's the thing. Tariq Sapp saw more snaps than Chris McLellan this past weekend against Missouri behind Javon Dexter. And I'm fine with that. I have no issues with that. I think that Tariq Sapp and Chris McLellan have both been playing very well whenever they've been on the field. Chris McClellan has been productive as a nose tackle, or as a defensive lineman, defensive tackle, defensive end, whatever you want to call him. Jalen Lee, who's been backing up Desmond Watson, has not been playing well this season. And yes, I understand that on the depth chart, they are listed as different spots, playing different spots. Chris McClellan does not play nose tackle. Jalen Lee does play nose tackle. But here's the thing. Almost every single snap, they've been playing the same spot. They've been lining up at the same spot. Chris McClellan lines up at that defensive tackle above the right guard often. And guess where uh, Jalen Lee's been lining up? Same spot. They've been playing, they've been lining up at the same spot. Responsibilities might be a little, diff- little different, but they've been lining up at the same spot. And we do know that the Florida Gators defensive line they want every player to be a well-rounded player and to be able to do anything they need to be doing. They need to be doing in order to win games, because we know that from what Sean Spencer, uh, when Sean Spencer said before the season when he was talking about Desmond Watson, he's like Desmond Watson's huge. He's thought of as a as a zero tech, a one tech, a a space eater. We don't want him to do that. We want him to be more than that. We want him to do everything we asked Javon Dexter to do, and so different positions but 
same position, kind of. They just line up at a little different spot, but they have the same responsibilities. So they line up in the same spot. One has been playing significantly better than the other one. I think that you should play the one that's been significantly better. But also, doing it this way, you don't take Tyreek Sapp off the field. Tyreek Sapp, I mean, I think most of us have enjoyed anything that we've seen from him so far. So I think that by putting Chris McLellan at nose tackle two over Jalen Lee, you get a little bit more juice as a pass rusher. You get probably the same production from a defense from a uh, run stopping spot, and you get to keep Tyreek Sapp on the field. So I think that that kind of gives you the best of both worlds. I guess you get to play the better player. You get to play both Chris McLellan and Tyreek Sapp as your young guys that rotate in. And so I think I think that you can't really go wrong with that one, at least experimenting it. I don't think this one will happen, but it's what I think maybe should happen. So there's that with Chris McClellan over Jalen Lee. Next one is the third Jack spot. Jack is the Florida Gators um, rush end, we can call him if you want to. Every position has a different name for the same spot. Um, and so... I'm looking at the third Jack spot because Florida has four players listed at Jack. There's obviously Brenton Cox Jr. as a starter. Then there's Antoine Powell-Ryland. And then there's an or. There's, I don't know if the order necessarily matters. I don't think it does just based on how some of the ors have worked out playtime-wise. But the or is Lloyd Summerall III or David Reese. I would like to see those names flip and drop the or. Uh, I think that David Reese, I think every time that we've seen him on the field this year, he's looked pretty solid. There haven't been moments where I'm like, what the heck is four doing? Um, There haven't been moments where I'm looking at him and I'm saying he's getting dominated right now. And I think he's been pretty well-rounded as a, as an edge defender. I think that one thing he hasn't really done and hasn't been asked to do is work in coverage. I think he's only done that a few snaps this season, but I mean, so has anybody that's lined up at Jack. Like we, we've talked about, you know, you're going to drop a Jack and then you're going to have uh, an off ball linebacker come in. They haven't done that a ton. They haven't dropped Brenton Cox Jr. back much. They haven't dropped Lloyd Summerall and Power Run. They haven't dropped a ton of guys back often. Um, so that's not something that they've asked Jack to do. I would like to see Jack, David Reese do it again at some point, but I think we can be kind of cool with how it's worked out so far. Lloyd Summerall hasn't been bad. I don't. I don't want to make it seem like I'm like, oh, Lloyd Summerall stinks. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is that David Reese has outplayed him in the again both both very small sample sizes. I'd imagine this one comes more down to practicing at, or just asking the responsibilities. Maybe Dave, maybe David Reese isn't good in coverage. And so Lloyd Summerall comes in when you want to have that option. But for now, from what I've seen, I think David Reese should be getting the nod over Lloyd Summerall III. And at star, here's my thing. There's Shrevez Johnson, there's Jadarius Perkins, and there's Kamar Wilcoxon. I don't know if you need to change the order of those guys. I don't know if you need to maybe take one of those guys out or drop them down or whatever it is. What I do know is that I want to see Kamar Wilcoxon play on the field at some point, at star specifically. 
Um, primarily because, I mean, star for the Florida Gators. It's been, honestly, pretty rough watching either Trevez Johnson or uh, Jadarius Perkins. Just neither of them have really uh, stood out or stepped up or whatever you want to say. So it's like, well, I want to see Kamar Wilcoxon play. He played against Eastern Washington. That was it. Um, and I don't think he played poorly at all. Like, I think he played pretty well. He had one play where he should have had an interception, jumped, it went over his hand, uh, so he didn't make a play there, obviously. But I think he's been pretty good. And then against uh, against Missouri this past weekend, Miguel Mitchell played in the star. Put Miguel Mitchell on. I, my point is that I think their star, we need to see somebody else play the position for a little bit and just see how they do about it. Um and that's what I was. I, maybe, maybe not Kamar Wilcoxon. Maybe Miguel Mitchell. Miguel Mitchell played very well against Eastern Washington. I mean, he barely played against Missouri, so I'm not going to say that he played well or poorly. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to say that one. But I think that there needs to be some kind of change at star. Joining me though now will be Hayden Hanson, Florida Gators freshman tight end, and we're going to talk about this Missouri game leading up to the LSU game, all that fun stuff. But quick. We got a quick word from LinkedIn, because as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. I mean, come on, can, can you do anything else there, really? With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to focus on, who you'd like to look at, interview, and potentially hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Joining me now, like he does every Wednesday, is Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators freshman tight end. And I'm going to start it off with, I think, the most pressing question that I have for you. Will the Florida Gators ever win a game by double digits? I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> or is it- uh, uh, let's just go ahead and rip the bandaid off. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, we definitely have the potential to, I mean, Technically, we already won by double digits, but I mean, I know you're talking SEC-wise. Um, we definitely have the talent, too, for sure. Uh, we have all the weapons on offense, all the weapons on defense. So, I mean, um, winning is always the first uh, priority, but I mean, I feel like we'll get a double-digit win soon here. I get it. You guys just want to keep it exciting through the final whistle, so <laughs> I'm cool with it. It's entertaining, for sure. Like, I haven't sat through a game and like, wow, this is boring, so... At least, <laughs> um, yeah, as always, this is the question that I'm always going to ask you. What was Billy Napier's message to the Florida Gators following the win over Missouri? Yeah, so I mean, um, his his big emphasis was the one on one battles. He said, You're going to put the tape on, and whoever wins the most one on one battles wins the game, especially in the SEC. There should be one on one battles stretched across the field and um, on every position. So, I mean, the more of those um, battles we can win. I mean, that normally leads to a victory in most cases. So, I mean, that's that's what our main focus on is in practice. We, we yeah, He loves competition. We we have a lot of live period, like good on good and stuff. So um, we keep that up throughout the week. So we're ready on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, at this point in the season, we're halfway through it. There's been quite a few games where there's ups and downs, and there's been a lot of things that have changed throughout this season. What do you think maybe the biggest improvement has been from the start of the year to where we're at right now before the LSU game? 
Yeah, um, definitely team chemistry on offense for sure. Just from what I see, because I'm with the offense. Um, just the connection and the passing game for sure. Um, I just feel like uh, Ant has more trust in his receivers, more chemistry. Um, he he kind of knows more of them personally than like their tendencies and stuff. Um, especially with uh, Ricky. I mean, obviously, I mean that he he has a game every week, and um, um, those two are just fun to watch. Yeah, I, mean, I I'll tell you, Florida Gators fans love Ricky. That's <laughs> that's they they love Ricky. Um, then now looking through the second half of the season, what are kind of the biggest areas where the team still needs to work on, kind of kind of focusing on here? Because I know obviously every week there's things that need to change, but for the rest of the season, what are kind of the biggest areas that you feel at least need to improve? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we got to limit turnovers. Um, we haven't had a game yet where we had no turnovers. Um, I mean, that's with every team, though. Uh, you got to take care of the ball first off. And then I think secondly, it's just coming out in the second half and continuing what we did in the first half to stretch our lead and don't let teams um, come back and make it a closer game, obviously. So, um, yeah. And on this past Monday, so, I mean, obviously we're recording this Tuesday night, so yesterday for us, uh, Prince Liam and Meeling spoke in the press conference, and he kind of talked about how Sean Spencer pulled him into the office before the Eastern Washington game, and he was like, hey, we're, you're like you're not going to be a starter in this game and how princely i mean took that and and turned it into i need to practice harder take it more seriously and has had three sacks in the past two games and kind of what is the feel where you know you have a coaching staff that is willing to pull you aside be real with you and and tell you kind of what it is and I mean, you're not afraid they're, – they're not afraid to sit a player who's not really reaching the expectations that they have. Yeah, I mean, it's almost comforting. I mean, no coach in there is going to sugarcoat anything for you, and that's kind of what you want as a player. I mean, you just want to get told straight up. I mean, they'll tell you they'll tell you why you aren't playing or why you are playing or what you need to do to get on the field or what you did to get off the field. So, I mean, um, they just, they're, they're all honest. Um, I mean, you have to earn it. I mean, and every week in practice, they, they make you earn it. So, uh, Napier believes it's a – big honor, which it is to go between the, um, or go between the numbers and play 11 to represent Florida. So, I mean, uh, he said that about every week now. So. Yeah. I, I have to ask how intense are practices now that we have like, like Princely on Monday was like, Hey, now I treat every rep of practice. Like we're playing in games. So I have to imagine that on the field in practice, things get pretty, pretty physical during the time. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if you're not um, treating it like that, you're going to get put in the dirt. Uh, that's just how it is. I mean, everyone's competing, um, especially on the good on good period, the ones and twos go. So, I mean, everyone's trying to prove themselves and they're trying to keep their spot or they're trying to get a spot. So, I mean, uh, I mean, that's what Napier wants. I mean, he wants it to be competition driven. He wants no one to feel safe. So, yeah. And I'm just curious here with you being a freshman in a very crowded position, what is it like for, I guess, rep-wise? Like, how, how does that kind of play into how many reps you get in a typical practice period where there's, I think, eight tight ends on roster for Florida, and obviously not all of them are fully healthy. But kind of what does that mean for actually rotating in and getting meaningful reps? Yeah, so, I mean, it fluctuates every week because, I mean, we have different injuries. and um, Arliss and um, Nick are obviously the two that are hurt right now, but, I mean, it was Odom earlier in the season. And um, so, I mean, um, obviously um, the two starters, they get all the one reps. And then um, the twos, um, uh, uh, Odom gets in, Keter gets in, and then me and Griff kind of get in. I mean, but most most of it is pretty organized because 
it's a very limited amount, especially now in the season that it's, um, it's really defined. So, um, me and Griff normally get a couple, but then we go, we then we're like the starters on the scout team too. So like we just go back and forth. So, um, we just help both sides. So, I mean, um, for the most part, the Zip and Dante are the only ones that get all the reps for the, um, first field. So. Yeah, man, those guys played a ton <laughs> during actual yeah. game time. So, yeah, I get it. I feel like they're always on the field every time. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, I need you to know something from the bottom of my heart. I'm disappointed in you. Uh, just know you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. They have that oh my God, that cookie dough chunk. Oh, my goodness. That is slap your mama good. I would but mine could probably beat me up, so I won't do that. But if you've listened to this show before, you know I've got a hardcore sweet tooth, and I love the cookie dough chunkle. It's a protein marshmallow, dude. Like, could you – is there a complaint to be had about it? Because I, I don't have one. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein in them. You you right now, you sprint to built.com. You open another window. You open another tab. You pull out your phone. You do whatever. You go to built.com. You get a box for you and the family. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off. That's a new code locked on 15. I actually want to ask real quick, just because this past week against Missouri, Florida offensively Kind kind of switched up the personnel they put on the field there. It was there was no Justin Shorter for one drive. I think it was there was no Justin Shorter. It was uh, Jaquavian Frazier's, Marcus Burke, Dante Sanders, Trevor Etienne, and Trent Whitmore. How often do you see maybe rotations like that in practice where it's kind of just like you know what we're going to put a completely new bunch on that haven't really played together necessarily, but we're going to put a new bunch on and just see what happens. Yeah, so I mean, that's back to the, my other point I was making in practice. Um, Burke and Fridges had, had a good week of practice. They uh, they showed they showed progress, and especially with their two with the twos field, and um, and Napier rewards that. Uh, if, I mean, if you do good in practice, um, work your butt off, and um, show them you can do it, he'll give you a chance to do it, and uh, that's why you saw Burke and Fridges out there. Yeah, and that has to be. I don't want to say it has to be because you see me. I'm and you've met me. I'm not a d1 athlete size at all but um, how maybe reassuring is it for you as a young player where it's like well there's opportunity there's there's routes to playing time for me because that's something where we talk about a lot in terms of recruiting which obviously you went through it you know that was a discussion that was had at least probably at some point of early playing potential so how, how does that kind of play into it as a young player where you know there is a route to getting playing time yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's inspirational. I mean, you're here in the SEC, uh, you know, you're a freshman and most freshmen don't get on the field much or any at all. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you just work and I mean, they give you stuff to work on and, and um, you just got to prepare for next season. Cause I mean, before you know it, it'll be next season and then guys either stay or go. So um, you, you got to stay ready. And, uh, and uh, that, I mean, that's the big thing too, about like when you're going back and forth from fields, um, you you get kind of like two playbooks. So you got to study a little extra hard to make sure you retain the, that your office of plays, not just the other opponents by accident, you know? So. And now going into this game, it's LSU. It's a game where I know I have LSU friends. I love talking trash to them. I told you beforehand, I'm going to talk trash to the LSU host on tomorrow's episode. That's <laughs> That's what I'm going to do every time. Um, but what has it kind of been like? Because it, it always feels like there's something extra with the LSU game. So what has prep been like? Has it been any different? Is it just same old, same old? Yeah, uh, Napier does a really good job of keeping it the same. Uh, 
I mean, obviously, um, SEC game, it's a rivalry. Um, I'm sure closer to the game time, it's going to get a little more tense. But, I mean, right now, he does a good job of keeping it fluid. And I know that, you know, Billy Napier obviously was at Louisiana before. And you know that, obviously, because you were committed yeah. at Louisiana. And then the LSU job opened up, Florida job opened up, and people kind of talked about, should LSU just keep him in their backyard? Is that something that the players have kind of talked about of being like, well, you know, LSU snubbed him necessarily, I guess. That's just the rumor. But is that kind of something where the players are like, okay, like we're going to give it to him for that? Yeah, but I mean, um, yeah, I mean, for sure when that all happened, I mean, he was looking at, I'm sure he was looking at LSU because, I mean, he was at UL and it was right down the road. And um, uh, I don't really know what went down. No one really does but him. But I'm sure something happened or – I don't know. Maybe he wanted to go to Florida, but um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he wants to stick it to him because I mean, I'm I'm sure that um, there's rivalry even just for him being at UL, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of the players probably want to have him win that game. I I hope so because I'll tell you, I need a big win from Florida this week because I'm tired of hearing about the shoe. I'm I'm tired of hearing about Marco Wilson and the shoe two years ago. So I need a big win from the Gators, but just stepping away from football. Uh, I, you know, I, I go through Twitter every now and then. And, uh, I, I saw like that I have to ask about because you liked something from NBA 2K23. And I need to know, I'm assuming that means you play it. Are you a my career, my team, my league guy? What What is it for you? Uh, definitely, definitely my career for sure. Um, I'd be playing with all my friends in the park and stuff. And uh, especially back home in Texas. I mean, I don't get to see them. So I mean, that's how you stay in touch, you know. So um, definitely my career guy. And and I, I'm upset you didn't just know this was going to happen. What's the build? What is it? <laughs> All right. So it's an inside-out glass cleaner. It's a 6'11". 6'11". You got an 85'3", though. He, he can still green. Um, so I, I think it's a game-breaking build. I mean, it's pretty good. So Yeah, I, I will say I also think it's good because I got 6'10 inside-out glass cleaner. So, so oh, all right. All right. You know, I'm glad that's what you got. Uh, this was Hayden Hanson, Florida Gators freshman tight end. Catch him every Wednesday on Locked On Gators and catch him every week with your Florida Gators. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow as it's crossover Thursday. Myself, Caroline Fenton, Locked On LSU. We're talking trash. I'm going to let her know exactly what the smoke that I want is. But if you're looking for a second listen, Check out Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole9Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.